0: Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smoking Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smoking Nicole.
1: And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smoke and Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com. I am joined once again by my beautiful fiance, Smoking Nicole. And tonight we are welcoming on uh, another peer of the cigar media. That's right. It's Mr. Brooks Whittington from Halfwheel.com. You may have. Read some of his cigar reviews online before. This is the man, the myth, the legend. Brooks, thank you for being with us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. The um, I know Charlie... You might have seen us advertise and promote that Charlie Minato of Half Whale was supposed to be with us tonight. But unfortunately, um, he could not do it tonight. He is fighting off a cough right now. Um, and I know how that feels because... Yesterday I started getting sick again for like the second time in three weeks, and like I'm over here, I'm smoking, but I'm not happy about it. But I'm doing it because I'm I'm a trooper. But (laughs) so I I get it. Uh, Charlie will actually join us in February, um, which would be cool. So we still get to have Charlie on and and talk with him and hang out with him. But Brooks, we are so happy to have you here too. This was this is awesome. Um, The uh, are you smoking? Happy to be here.
0: Are you smoking tonight? I am. What are you smoking over there? Uh, I have a Casa Fuente uh, Corona Gorda. Ooh, Casa Fuente. I love those. Those are great. Yes, from the uh, national release that they just did uh, recently.
1: Yeah, those are awesome. We were I was, I was really intrigued and, excit- and excited to see them do that because, I mean, if you're a cigar smoker and you know about Casa Fuente, I mean, that's obviously the only place you normally can get them. But to see them actually go out – um you know for people who don't get to actually travel to las vegas and go there um who are able to find it at a local brick and mortar that's awesome um that they got experience to try them yeah and I
0: didn't get i i didn't get the impression that they shipped that many of them but uh they uh you know if you have a if you, if you if you saw them at the stores you could certainly pick them up oh yeah
2: they had quite a few boxes so we were lucky to get our hands on a box as well which who well, sold it- them to me <laughs> but that's
1: Oh, that's right. Yes. Should we, we say?
2: We could. Can yeah. we say? Why not?
1: I didn't think that it was very. It's not private. That's true. Um, well, <laughs> he's so there. Nicole actually got them from uh, one of our local shops, L.J. Peretti who also currently uh, uh, great store uh, is great store. Yep. And currently is playing host to Carlos Fuente the um, mm-hmm. Third, as he performs a little internship there. And so she went yep. in and bought Casa Fuente's from a Fuente. From
2: himself (laughs) so
1: that was interesting well it was more interesting too is well when we were all out in vegas in july for pca i actually tried to buy a box of casa fuentes while i was there and they're like no we're not doing any box sales um right now because you know we're just so short and i was like oh okay uh when i was kind of disappointed i was like whatever i get plenty of cigars so it was funny to actually buy them a box of casa fuente at a local retailer than actually at casa fuente where i could not
0: get a box when i tried I don't know. I just thought did that was funny. Lancer- Did you ask for a Lancero while you were there? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. I did not. Next uh, time, you need to ask for a Lancero. Uh,
1: I will. I will I'll, I'll take note of that because I do like Lanceros. They so probably I- won't give you one. But, uh, <laughs> you know. I'll tell him. Brooks told me to ask. You, you know? have to try. Yeah, that's not going to get you. That's not going to get you anywhere, buddy. <laughs> oh man, I do love a good Lancero though. But no, I mean that. No, those are great. I, lo- I do love those. Uh, that's a really nice choice that you have. Um, Nicole and I are both smoking Perdomo. little toast to the Perdomo family as they have welcomed a newborn into the Perdomo family. That's Natalie right. has uh, just given birth to... Um, <coughs> sorry. A healthy baby girl. Yeah, my throat, <laughs> throat is just grabbing me right here. Oh, no.
2: <coughs> it already I'm stinks. good. I'm good.
1: I'm good. I made it through. Um, yeah, To a healthy baby girl. So uh, Nick Perdomo is now a grandfather. So, toast to him. We're smoking Perdomo. Uh, you have the Habano Connecticut Shade yes. Epicure. Um, and I have the 10th Anniversary Sungrown. I love Perdomo Sungrown, it's some of my favorite stuff. Um, and according to our friends at 2 you can find these cigars. Sorry. There it is. Nope. Oh. See, this is what happens when you send <laughs> too many. Um, the 10th Anniversary Sungrown Epicure. Um, you can pick that up for $9.19 for a single. A box will set you back 191 And on the Habano Connecticut Shade, a single will set you back nine nineteen, And the box price was
2: 189 $1,
1: dollars yeah. And that can be found at the number two, guyscigars.com. Um, well, Brooks, thank you for being here. We're really excited to have you on sure. here. So I know that before Half Wheel... You also had your own pretty successful cigar blog online. Um, and if I remember correctly, it I was...
0: Would, I wouldn't call it successful.
1: Okay. <laughs> what would you call it? What would you call yeah, it? Well-
0: uh, you have to remember that back then, this you're talking 2009 or so. Um, back then, there was very few actual cigar blogs out there. And most of them that were out there were like mine. They were basically just people who were throwing up stuff to... Uh, You know, because they enjoyed it and and that kind of thing. And so when I started uh, my blog in 2009 um, called Smoking Stogie, as I recall, um, then uh, the reason that I started it was I would go on to the forums and all of that good stuff, uh, you know, as a lot of people were back when forums were a thing. And, um, you know, I I was a professional photographer uh, for my second career um, at the time, and I was looking for something just to do as a lark and uh i noticed that a lot of the people who were taking photographs with these of these cigars uh were not very good at it really um offense to them of course um but i figured i could do uh, i could do better because i was a professional after all i've been doing you know shooting for 20 years and um i figured i could do better so i started taking some nice macro shots of smoking and that kind of thing and people seemed to like it so i said all right well i'll just throw some pictures up on a website and uh built a website in some program that i forget the name of at the moment and um it seemed to take off a little bit, and uh, people seemed to like it and and they were you know they were clicking on it and that kind of thing, so I started getting some advertising and uh you know I wasn't paid in cash, I didn't need cash at the time, so I just you know I was you know asking them to send me cigars or whatever um it was you know it was it was a it was a lark more than anything and and it wasn't something that um I ever expected to really go anywhere and and that one specifically did not
1: yeah, but um that was. Pretty much, kind of how you got into the media, so to speak, with cigar. It it got you kind of in the door um, before going on to um, co-found Half Wheel with Charlie and a few others, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Sorry, I thought you. No, I thought he was going (laughs) to say that. I I just paused. yeah, no, so that basically, just kind of getting into a little, a little bit more of your backstory. Um, sure. That was kind of like well, where, you, where you kind of started with, with getting online with cigars, and then that eventually led you into starting Half Wheel. Right. So to speak. Um,
2: and how did that come about? Yeah, how,
1: how exactly did that come about when you kind of decided, uh, like, all
0: that's right. A, that's a long and funny story. Um, well, let's say mildly amusing. I don't want to ever sell it. Um, <laughs> so essentially what's happened is that um, I got an email uh, or a call, I forget. And again, I'm, I'm old, so you'll have to forgive me with uh, with specific details. But uh, I got an email or a call for, uh, one day from uh, from a kid who at the time was 19 or 20 named Charlie. And uh, he had told me that um, he had family in Dallas um, and wanted to – he would seen my blog or, or – we had talked over, you know, one of the forums or whatever, and, and he wanted to meet, or I called him and wanted to meet, and again, don't remember, but um, we decided to meet, so we went up to uh, Elite, as I recall, the old Elite store, which is one of our stores here in Dallas, the great uh, Elite uh, Cigar Cafe in uh, Addison, and uh, we met up, and, uh, you know, we had a good time, and everything was, you know, everything was cool, and so uh, he was at uh, Wake Forest, he was just still in school at Wake Forest at the time. And he told me that he had a uh, he had a website that um, was basically, you know, dealing with news and uh, cigar news, which wasn't something that a lot of people had. In fact, I I was a little surprised, as I recall, from, you know, there wasn't that many cigar news websites out there other than CA at the time. And um, he was running down sources and that kind of thing. And so whenever he come back for uh, vacation or for uh, school breaks or whatever, we would get together and. And it, you know, we'd we'd had a we'd had a time, and everything uh, everything was working out that way. Um, and eventually, uh, we got to the point where we we're like, okay, well, we're helping each other out. My my blog had started uh, a focus of uh, reviewing and photographing like really rare and really expensive and really hard to find cigars, like cigars that people would hoard and not ever smoke. And the the purpose was to actually smoke those and take photographs of them and that kind of thing. And he was dealing more and more with news he had some reviews um but not uh, not all that many um and um he was doing more with news and so we said you know why don't we help each other out at this point and i if i see anything news wise that i'll you know go your way and if you see anything uh you know rare cigar wise that i could pick up then uh, you know email me or call me or whatever and we'll we'll go from there so that happened back and forth uh, for a year or so and then um as i recall uh he was going to the tobacco show, IPCPR at the time, um, and uh, said, hey, why don't you come to IPCPR? I'll show you around a little bit and to, you know introduce you to people because I wasn't uh, as aggressive meeting people as he was. And um, he uh, took me around that year, and I forget what year it was, uh, took me around that year and uh, you know, showed me, introduced me to some people and that kind of thing. And that was a fun time. And then the next year. Uh, we did the same thing and walked around and realized at that point or after that that um, we were doing the same work basically. Uh, you know, we're going around to the to, to the uh, to the to the booths and doing the same work, taking the same pictures and that kind of thing. Um, so we sat down and I, as I recall, I offered him a job on my uh, blog, which he promptly turned down after laughing at me because um, I didn't, you know, I wasn't making any money. So. Uh, he said, "Listen, I think the best thing to do is to actually start a new blog and we can combine the the, the two parts of our blogs that we have. Uh, you know, I've got the news and you've got the uh, the reviews and the photography. He was doing reviews as well, but um, it was it was more of a news focus, I believe, uh, at the time. And so uh, he said, Why don't we combine the two and uh, we can make a new site?" And I was like, Yeah, great. That sounds awesome. you know I'm, you know i, I was I was." Um, still doing my uh my uh, we were international uh documentary wedding photographers and so the wife and I were and so we were still you know doing wedding photography at the time and so um I said, yes great, sounds awesome, you know, go to it and let's let's keep let's do what we can. So uh he built um uh, the site from the from the ground up basically uh and uh did a lot of the work getting the site off of the ground. Um and uh we didn't tell anybody about it and both of our sites had continued to become you know more popular uh, over that six months. And so it was a little bit of a shock, I think, when um, uh, Charlie pulled the <coughs> plug and basically just had both of our sites go to, his was called the CigarFeed.com, uh, and um, they had both of the sites go to uh, Half Wheel on July 1st, I'm sorry, uh, uh, January 1st, 2012. So when people start, went on to you know, Smoking Stogie or CigarFeed, uh that morning they went were redirected to a brand new site that had all of the information from both of our he had he had ported everything over, all of the reviews, all of the news. Um I can't even imagine how much time it actually took. But uh he had ported everything over and um you know it just it went live and, and nobody had any idea what was going on and that was the start of uh of Half Wheel. Sorry, that seems long.
1: No, no no no, no, that's that's great. No, that's why we're here. You know, we're here to tell stories and talk and it's all good. Um great story. It, so, January first, two thousand twelve. So you guys are, you guys are coming up on ten years in a matter yes. of a matter of weeks. I didn't even realize. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, nor,
0: nor did I. Ironically,
1: <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I like just put down like, oh, that's in a couple weeks. Um, no, that's awesome. So congratulations to 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 all of I you, did. really, at Half Wheel. That's you know, that's quite an accomplishment. And, and you know, you've been around longer than I have, and um, you've obviously probably seeing people come and go and come and go for, you know, many different reasons and whatever those reasons are that, that doesn't really matter. But, you know, to the point is, you know, to, to be still here and to be growing and and building after, you know, that many years is, 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 is quite an accomplishment. You know, the fact that, you know, was able to really grow and, and, and prosper. Um, so really congratulations to you guys.
0: Thank you. It's gone way beyond anything I expected. And again, I think Charlie, um, I, th- I think he, you know, had ideas about where it would go and how big it would become eventually. Um, I, I did not. I was really more of a. I thought the wedding business, the, our other business, was gonna um, was going to sustain me, and it, it didn't work out. You know, we decided that Lee, would, my wife, would get a job and a real job after I had my son, uh, and uh, so it, it all worked out in that regard. But uh, I, I certainly had no idea that um, that it would it would reach to the levels that it has. Uh, both Charlie and I are full time. Um, and have been for years and uh it's just it's just an amazing um situation where you know we essentially get paid to you know write about cigars and smoke cigars and and that's that's basically our job we come in and do every single day um and uh it's not something that we take for granted i don't think but i certainly didn't expect it to happen either it's kind of like every cigar geek's dream. You just get, I know you're you get, living you, the dream. You're
1: living the dream. <laughs>
0: yes you know? full time. You, you have to be careful about that though, uh, because uh, you know every cigar geek's dream is to make a living smoking cigars. But uh, when you're actually making a living smoking cigars, uh, things become a uh, come a little bit different. Then, um, you know, I I don't. It, it's a very different situation when you're talking about actually having a deadline. You know, I have a deadline of this cigar that has to be smoked by this date. Um, and it's a very different situation between that and just smoking on your back porch because you feel like it. Right. Um, you know, before we had the office, before we had the smoking lounge, which you see behind me here, uh, before we had the smoking lounge, we were smoking in the rain, uh, you know, in the stores, you know, right, random stores that we would be able to go to or whatever it was, we had to get the reviews out at this at a certain time. And it's a different situation then. It's not something that you, um, sometimes you don't enjoy it as much as, as you would if you weren't actually, you know, doing this for a job as opposed to just because you want to kind of thing. Right.
2: Oh, we, we completely understand that. We did dabble in cigar reviews once upon a time and we decided no <laughs> because so, it takes the fun out of it. That's <laughs> one thing that I just learned.
1: No, go ahead, Brooks. Yeah. Go ahead. No, nah, I probably wasn't going to say anything important anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, when I when I started smoking tobacco, you know, obviously cigar reviews was something that obviously I thought about. And I started to try to practice and get into. But I learned just very quickly just how, how involved just the reviewing process is. Um and I don't have anything against reviews and if honestly if I did do this full time I probably would do reviews. Um, it's uh, and, and I learned that from, from Cigar Coop as well. Um, you know, I I listened to him and just what he does and goes through just to get his reviews out and I'm like, Yeah, I don't have that I don't have that much time to do all that many cigars. I mean I, I I'm lucky I have the time that I have with my regular
0: job to, to do what I have already. So yeah, I be do- careful. be careful, though, because uh, your regular job could dis- you could decide that that's not the way to go either. And that's, you know, that's what happened <laughs> with, with Half Wheel is that at the end of the day, I was like, there's no reason, um, you know, there's no reason to continue doing what I was doing when this is doing so well. And uh, even then, I didn't know how big it was going to become, but it was doing very well. And uh, we thought, you know, OK, we'll just do it. And, and I never knew, you know, what would come of it from from there. But, uh, you know, you just you know, you had to take a leap of, leap of faith at some point and say, okay, you know, we think this is gonna work, let's see what happens kind of thing. Um, And, and, you know, with Charlie behind the site, I mean, he's, you know, he's very driven and he's very aware of what he's trying to accomplish with the site. And he has a lot more um, vision, I think, when it comes to the future and things of that nature than I do. And it, it comes down to personalities, I think, more than anything. I'm really more of a let it go kind of guy, you know, whatever. Happens, happens, and uh, he's not for, for any, by any means. And so, a lot of what you see on the site is is driven a lot by him and 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 Patrick um, when it comes to um, you know decisions about uh, you know how it looks and and how we how we do things and that kind of thing.
1: Like the overall presentation of the site and sure. all of that, right? Um, which you guys have done a great job with. I mean, I would say at this point, you know, when it comes to online cigar media. Um you guys are certainly right at the top there uh along with a few others too you know, like dojo and coop and those guys i mean they've they've built their kind of their own followings and they've they've been pretty successful but half wheel has really kind of become
2: the standard the
1: standard of online right. cigar media um which is interesting because you know a lot of times you know on shows and I'm sure within your circle and it gets talked about too is there's still this um this presence of the print media uh cigar aficionado obviously i would say would be you know the the biggest of print media um it's kind of i don't want to say it's like the old way but it kind of is you know as you know we progress through time here and and we you know we're obviously much more digital now than you know if any when cigar aficionado started and they would just print but you know watching you guys kind of grow and others grow and online media really taking more of a, a presence you know and, and, and talking to people who came before me such as yourself and and so many others who were there kind of when the bloggers and stuff was it was it was looked down upon by some yeah um and i'm sure you know all exactly what i'm talking about without oh, yeah. trying to give too much away um Are we you know not allowed to talk about
0: that
1: you know what we can we can um we can and I'll, you know what and as someone who was there i feel free. There no holds here. You can I say whatever you want. I tend to get myself
0: in trouble in these situations <laughs> because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to talk about and what I'm not.
1: With me, uh, what, I don't care what you say. Uh, what, <laughs> oh, no, Char- Charlie will care, I imagine. <laughs> whatever Charlie
0: um, doesn't want you to say, though, that's... It, look, there were organizations <laughs> that didn't want us there as media and there were organizations that didn't want us involved um, in terms of covering certain things and that kind of thing. They didn't think that, um, that we were I, I don't know why, why I mean, but my assumption was that they they didn't think that we were a valid source of media at the time, and I can possibly understand a little bit of that. I mean, sure. you know, they're used to you know a lot of the a lot of the cigar industry is you know very old school and and in, in many different ways, and so it's it's going to take it takes time for certain things to make an impact like they should, and I think that um, I think that the cigar media is is one of those things. And I think there was a there was, you know, we we really strive to, you know, be professional in terms of everything that we're doing and be consistent in how we present things. And I think that eventually people are won over by that fact. There are probably people who don't like us and and, um, you know, who don't like what we do necessarily. But I think that the vast majority of people respect what we've done and what we do continue to do. Uh, we don't screw around with, you know, the process or anything of that nature. It's a very consistent and to make it as fair as everybody is possible for everybody concerned. And I think that eventually most of the people who either didn't know what was happening or, or didn't, you know, we're, we're waiting it out, you know, we're won over by the idea that, you know, we really were doing this as a job as a, as an actual career. And we're not, we're not here to screw it up. We're not just, you know, a whole bunch of guys asking for, you know, free cigars or whatever it was. I mean, at this point, we're buying every cigar that we review and have, you know, that was a choice that we made specifically because we didn't want it to be to the point where people go, oh, well, you're, you're just getting free cigars from Davidoff or whoever it was. Well, you know, people send us cigars, sure, and, and you know, we don't use those for reviews. We buy every cigar at this point that we, that we review on the site
1: yeah I think that's a really respectable move and, and I've read tons of your reviews and Charlie's reviews and, and I like how that's in there you know cigars for the review were purchased by right. Um really really great and I, and, I, and I like the point too and the reason behind it it, it makes a lot of sense too it It, it kind of also helps with kind of trim away like any bias that might be there well, they got those for free so they're going to give it a great rating because Davidoff sent them four boxes of you know whatever. Um, Sure. And and
0: to be be clear, I want to be clear that mm -hmm. that's not necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong to take cigars and and review those that that are given to you. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just a choice that we made as a business that we wanted to take as many um, aspects out of the review that people could point to and say, this is something that, you know, colored your opinion kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that was that was the obvious choice was to be able to do that and we have and we have the, and we have the a capability of doing that with the with the the, uh, the the money stream that we have
1: right
2: absolutely, but that's that's why the standard of your reviews are so it, it's so high. <laughs> I mean it's it, it, people can look at that and just say that you know you've taken all of these you know uh, external factors out um, so you're not biased because there are people I feel like who are reviewing who are. You can tell uh, they only smoke one. It, it just, it, like, that in itself is kind of an issue that I have because talking about consistency of smoking cigars and how they smoke and, and whatnot, you know, th- it's all over the board, but the people that do the best are the ones that take all of these extra measures, such as yourself.
0: And, sure, and that's people. one of the reasons that we decided to, you know, early on, we decided to um, to smoke, you know, more than one. And, and every review that we have on the site, Um, we've smoked three cigars of every cigar that we put a review up for Uh, except for you know there are a few of them early on and to this day uh for the uh, holy grail stuff the 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 week in january which is coming up i guess uh where we um we smoke really rare really really expensive cigars sometimes those we can't procure more than one or two other than that um three cigars for every review and if we don't get three cigars then we don't review that cigar um and it's it's a very you know it's just one of those things you know you know going on the site that except for those specific per, you know specific times when which aren't i mean they're reviews but they're they're reviews of you know stuff from the 70s or whatever it is and and they're not something that you know um that are that are the same as a a a you know um have the same weight i think as a as a newer you know cigar that's being released right um but uh, you know, going on the site, that if it's a newer cigar, that uh, it's going to have, have. We smoke we three cigars, and I and I, I don't I do it, but I'm not sure everybody else does. But I take a picture of every cigar that I smoke, and it's helped me. You know, somebody's come on at one of the comments uh, comment section and said, hey, you know, this this this, and I was able to point to the cigars and say, oh, well, here's the picture of the first one and the second one and the third one that I smoked. Here's mm. the dates, here's the timestamp. You can see everything. You know, we we, we don't um, you know we don't screw around when it comes to things like this. So um, it's it's something that we we truly feel is a is a big part of of why we're successful and and how um, how we gained the respect that we have in the industry. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I didn't even uh, I didn't realize that that and that's
1: that's that's good preparation on your part. I would say you know taking all the notes you have, all the pictures of every cigar, um, documenting. That's the yes. word I really wanted to use. Documenting just everything you have. Um, when you do your reviews now let me ask you this question so when you do a review is there any kind of ritual or anything specific that you do either while you're reviewing or to prepare to do a cigar for review i mean i i would assume for you when you do when you know you're going to be reviewing the cigar that you you sit down to cut it light it smoke it and you're in that element of okay i'm doing this for a review um it's gonna be much different than when you're like, "Hey, let me just fire this up while I'm at my desk, just kind of working on the computer, and just gonna kind of smoke aimlessly just to have a cigar." Um, but is there any kind of ritual or anything you do to really get prepared for a review, or is it just kind of all come naturally?
0: Well, I mean, at this point, it's it's a it's a fairly, uh, you know. It's a process that we've been through so many times at this point that it's not something that we really, I really think about. And, and, and everybody's going to be different. Everybody on the site has very different ideas and 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 you know specific rituals, if you will, that they do. I'm sure. Um, I try to do. I try to smoke cigars at the same time um, every day. It doesn't always it, it doesn't always work out, but but I try to. Uh, usually I'm smoking in the morning. Um, that's more so now that we have the the lounge um, that I be. You know, we come to office every day, so we we have the lounge and I'm smoking usually in the morning before uh before twelve before noon um you know you don't you don't drink anything uh except water with it uh i have you know i used to not drink i used to drink other things and and now i you know i'm not um and with uh you know eating you try to eat you know but don't eat right before and you know with cigar um and that kind of thing um so that the palate is is not uh, influenced in any way um I, a lot of times i'm i'm running <laughs> I, I'm not really wanting to to get reviews on you know, in, on time. We, we're supposed to have reviews up um, you know the night before, and sometimes most times, um, I'm not really on time. Um, but uh, so a lot of times with reviews, I'm not really thinking about which one I'm reviewing next, and I just basically look at it, and say, "Oh hey, look, um, I've got whatever, and I pick it up and, and take it in here and start smoking. Um, so, we're certainly, I'm certainly not doing research ahead of time or anything of that nature. There's many, many times when I have no idea what the cigar is or who makes it or or anything about it. In fact, um, and part of that is because I don't do a lot of the news on the site. You know, Charlie and Patrick are are basically doing they're doing the vast majority of the of the news on the site, and so they probably have a, a an understanding of who makes this and that kind of thing because they've probably written stories about it or talked to somebody about it. But for me, at least, it's, uh, at this point, um, it's basically I just pick it up and go, "Huh, okay, this looks cool. Let's you know, see what it is and go from there.
1: Hmm. Interesting. No, It's, it's uh, some good points that you made. Uh, I do want to take a break really quick because we forgot we have to hit our news segment really quick. Our news segment is brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to be an official ambassador, get your ambassador coin, ambassador number, and while you're at it, grab a tasting passport and smoke through the McAuliffe catalog. Um, this week, our news is going to be uh, the shipment of the PCA-exclusive Magic Toast Box Press Grand Toro from Alec Bradley. Uh, the three of us all saw this cigar earlier this year at the PCA Trade Show. It is now being shipped out to retailers across the country. Um, I had this cigar. I thought it was good. The other one that I really enjoyed was the the new version of the Gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that cigar was really well. I think Alec Bradley has been doing some... Some good stuff over there. Um, We've been really enjoying their stuff lately. Been smoking a little bit more of it than I have previously. Um, just kind of, kind of revisiting it mm-hmm. um, as a whole. It's and it's one of those brands that you know, n- by no intentional purpose, I just kind of, st- not really. St- I don't want to say steered away from. Just kind of forgot about and got away from and. You know, got wrapped up in other brands and other cigars and stuff like that. And it was one of those, I was just like, oh, you know, Alec Bradley. And I kind of been revisiting it lately. And so far, I've been really enjoying a lot of stuff that I've.
2: I also just feel personally, I feel like some of the shops near us don't have quite a huge selection They of don't, Alec actually. Bradley.
1: They, are, You know, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah.
2: Just the, the shops that we frequent. So that happens. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: that's a really good point, too. I, I haven't really seen it a lot around here in, in the in the um, New Hampshire, greater Boston area of kind of where we buy our cigars and, and travel around to. Um, so that definitely has an impact on it too. Um, yeah, Stuff like that happens and you don't even realize it. And that's why it, it, it's great to, again, check with your local brick and mortar retailer. But if, you know, if you if they don't have it, obviously this, this retailer is online you can go to. Um, but yeah, so that is out there. So I would highly recommend that. Go check that out. Ask your local brick and mortar retailer. But if not, um, you can head over to number of online retailers such as uh, Corona, spoken I think carries that. I don't think Two Guys, cigars Guys, Ah, uh, uh, No, they do. I think Two Guys, cigars Guys carries Alex it's Bradley on. online. Online, I think they do. I don't think they do in store, but I think online they do. Alright. Um, so that's going to be our news of the week. Um, so, Brooks, kind of getting back to the conversation at hand with uh, with, yeah. with Half Whale and kind of everything. So, we've kind of picked your brain a little bit, a little bit on reviews. Um, having said that, you know, obviously, you get to smoke a lot of stuff, see a lot of new stuff. Um, talking 2021, it's Cigar of the Year season. We've already started to kind of roll out our top 10. Oh, um, I saw that. Our, to- our number 10 cigar we gave to um, the HVC Hot Cake Grand Canyon. Um, I thought that was a fantastic cigar. I really enjoyed that. Um, even when the line first launched, um, it, it was been one of my favorites. Um, from, from HVC, that and the Black Friday releases, every year they, they seem to get a little bit better every year. They, they continue to blow me away. Um, what have you seen personally this year in terms of you know new, new stuff that's, that's coming out that may be, may be eligible without really giving away? I know Halfway has their, has their list too, but uh, what did you see this year that you really liked? And what did you see this year that you were really disappointed by that maybe you f- thought was going to be better than it turned out to be? Oh my. You're gonna get me in trouble now. I, I you know, I, I, I gotta, I to ask the tough questions sometimes. But I, 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 just, I try to
0: steer you in the right direction if I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, at Half Wheel, we're we're very open about uh, about how we do things, um, for the most part. Uh, you know, where there's no there's no real uh, big secrets on, on the top twenty five in terms of uh, what's you know what's being in contention. Um, every year, it's the same. Anything that scores a ninety one. Or above is in contention for the top 25 as long as it's a new release, um, and so you can go on the site and you can check out every 91 and you can see exactly what's in contention. Um, we, uh, you know, so so basically for the top 25 for our top 25, uh, basically what happens is that um, the original smoker smokes the cigar. Uh, they have they smoke three they smoke three uh, samples of it and then uh if it gets a 91 or above then it uh, automatically triggers a uh situation where we uh send the same cigars to uh the three other reviewers uh myself uh so the reviewer four reviewers, myself patrick uh charlie and uh, brian who uh, used to work for the site and is only uh he has a real job now and uh he uh he helps us out with top 25 still and with the uh, show pca show and uh, he's uh Extremely, extremely important in both endeavors. Um, and thank you, Brian, for doing that for us. Uh, so once that happens, all of the reviewers smoke the same, you know, the same cigar, one of each cigar, and then they send their scores in. And then if everything's tabulated, and Charlie does magic to it or whatever, and you know, goes through a whole bunch of different uh, uh, algorithms, and uh, he, uh, it comes out with a score, the final score. And he details everything on every year about how he does things. So I would suggest you go and look at that if you're interested in such things. Um, For me specifically, for me, uh, you know, I was really impressed uh, with the uh, Aladino uh, Cameroon uh, Elegante, the Lancero. Um, You know, Aladino, I had smoked some stuff before and, and it was good, but not, you know, it didn't blow me away. Uh, but it, that was, it, you know, it was an amazing cigar when I first smoked it. It's one of the few cigars that I've smoked in the last six months. It made me, you know, sit up and go, wow, this is really, really good. Um, so that's definitely one of them that I enjoyed. Uh, the, uh, Tatuaje, uh, T110, uh, Capa Especial with the uh, Sumatra wrapper. Oh, I um, loved that. Was, was an excellent cigar. Um, and I've always loved his, I've always loved Pete's Sumatra rappers on um, just about everything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the old stuff I thought was, you know, the old stuff was magical, but, um, you know, th- that, that, I think uh, the, the rapper and that blend just really, really, um, you know, really sang together. And uh, so that's definitely another one that I, that I enjoyed uh, immensely.
1: Yeah.
0: More? Is that, is that, Oh yeah, no, whatever whatever you wanted to share.
1: That that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make you list off 100 of them. <laughs> um um you know, No, no, I, I I I agree though on the um on the Tatuaje. I really loved that cigar. I thought it was great. Just I remember speaking to me like, "Wow." Uh, and you gave that a 91, I believe. I did um,
0: not. That was not my review.
1: Oh uh, mm-hmm. Was that Charlie? I remember seeing it online. I gotta be honest with you, I don't remember. I think it was Charlie then, because I remember seeing it on halfway. I think you guys gave it ninety one, if if I remember correctly, uh, and, I just remember, I mean. and I just remember being like, wow, yeah, like this is this is definitely a very awesome cigar. The Aladino, the Cameroon. I'll be honest with you, out of all the Aladinos, it's probably my least favorite. Um, not that it's a bad cigar. I think just I really I was blown away with the Carajo Reserva stuff. The whole, that whole line, especially like the number four, that's probably like my favorite one. It's probably my favorite Aladino cigar, period. Um, the Cameroon stuff was good. I just – it wasn't um, – I don't know. I guess I'd already kind of made up my own little version of what I loved about Aladino. Uh, and then they came along. And it wasn't bad. Um, they're definitely good cigars, and they're great quality. But um, –
0: I would... and that's the, that's the beauty of it, you know. I mean, is that everybody, uh, you know, everybody doesn't have to agree. By any yeah, absolutely, means. yeah, everyone's different. Um, it's all open to and interpretation. interpretation. And that's the, that's the cool thing about the uh, the top twenty-five, especially when you've got four people, uh, like like we do. Um, you know, if it, if it makes it in the top ten, if it makes it in the top five, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a it's probably. I mean, I would assume anyway, it's gonna be a good cigar because all of us have to like it quite a bit for it to get to, right. to reach that far or that high, and all of us don't like the same things, and so you know it has to hit a lot of different uh, a lot of different aspects in order to make it that high and i think that's you know again one of the one of the strengths that we have is that we have all of these reviewers that do you know have different we're coming from different places and if a cigar makes it in that top 25 at the top then it's it's going to be something i think that probably appeals to a larger audience just based on the fact that you know it has to it has to please all of us in in some way or another absolutely now, tell me,
1: uh, give me a couple, if you can, of, of maybe cigars that, not necessarily that you didn't like, or like you hated, it doesn't have to be, it can be, um, but maybe something that, going into it, you had some high hopes for, but it really let you down.
0: Well, and again, you can read the reviews and tell me to, you know, to, 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 <laughs> uh, we didn't necessarily like. Uh, I will tell you that um, I, I have smoked the um, the uh, T110 uh, uh, Reserva, the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf, yes, and i was i was not as impressed with that one as i as i wanted to be um and i knew that they were going to be you know i i knew that i knew that it wasn't going to be my favorite probably because i probably will prefer the the sumatra although i didn't know until i smoked it obviously but uh i was hoping for a little bit um i was hoping for a little bit more um than it than it gave me and uh Mm. It didn't, and you know, not all of Pete's stuff uh, I love. I I certainly like a whole bunch of his stuff, um, but that one to me is not a bad cigar by any means, um, n- but not even close to a bad cigar. But it was certainly something that, if given the choice, I would I would take the regular T One Ten, the um, re-release, uh, or the uh, Sumatra any day over the week over that one. Interesting
1: choice. I actually haven't smoked the Broadleaf yet. Um, I've only smoked the um, the Sumatra and the Habano, I believe. Um did you I, smoke the original. I did not get to smoke the original. No. Um, I think um, the review on halfway Wheel, the I think that was your review, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes. it was
0: back at the Smoky Foggy days.
1: I remember reading that review and just being like, "Wow!" Just even the way it was written, I was like, "Wow, well, this this thing sounds."
0: It sounds intense uh, for a cigar. It was, it was, it was <laughs> a massive cigar. And, and it was something. I wish I. I, I wish. I mean, We've probably got ones here somewhere. I should probably do a redux on it at some point. Um, other than in the collection, obviously, which we can't smoke. But uh, the. Um, yeah, yeah, I would love to smoke. You know, I should go back and smoke a lot of those, you know, original cigars um, that he released just to see if uh, any of them held up. Yeah, I'm smoking them. My. I've got a review of another one of his coming up, the uh, Frank, the Redux. Oh, yes, and yes, yes, yes. I haven't smoked it yet. Um, but uh, that original Frank that he released um, was, at the time, one of I, I, it was one of the greatest cigars I'd ever smoked. Um, it was wonderful when it was first released, and uh, that and the black label Corona Gorder as well in the jars. Mm. Um, I smoked the hell out of those, and uh, they were great cigars for sure. Um, so looking forward to that. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because it's
1: almost time for our top three segment. Yes. Uh, our top three segment brought to you by Room 101 Cigars. Room 101 is more than just a brand, a lifestyle brand. It's a cigar brand, a gin brand, wherever your travels may take you. Um, I improv that one every week just because that's, that's how Matt would read it. Uh, just just made it up on the spot every time. Uh, our top three this week is going to be for you, Brooks. It is your top three favorite cigars that you reviewed out of all time. Out of all the reviews you've given, what were the three cigars?
2: Or top three standouts. Top three standouts? Yeah.
1: That
0: you well, would... That just shoot, like I can remember all the cigars. I, I know. Had.
1: I know it's a tough one, but I, I try to keep tough questions here. It keeps people uh, mm. keeps people alive.
2: <laughs> Doesn't have to be accurate, but just what ones stand out?
0: I'll just make something up. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's not like so. people can go on and prove me wrong, right? <laughs> um you know one of the best cigars i've ever smoked was the um well i, I told you the corona Gorda, the black label Corona Gorda. yes it was wonderful yeah his t- pizza black label corona Gorda was, was 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 amazing when it was released first release. i don't believe i don't personally think that they have aged very well and i don't think the black label uh ages very well in most uh sizes to begin with i think it's a it's supposed to be a rough cigar. It's supposed to be more of a, you know, a, a rustic, you know, cigar. And I think that that capture, the profiles captured when you're when it's when it's more fresh, uh, mm-hmm. more fresh. That doesn't sound like English. Uh, <laughs> it does, um, it, you want to smoke those a little bit, um, a little bit fresher than 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 aging them, in my opinion. Now, there are other Vitolas that that's not the case. I smoked um, not recently, probably two years ago, but I smoked one of the original, you um, Robustos that came in a long time ago, um, when the when the blend was first released, he re, he was giving out uh, three packs of robustos uh, in the black label. It's the only way you could get a robusto in the, at that time, I believe. And um, th- I mean, they just they gave them away like with uh, with box purchase or something like that. And um, we'd kept a couple of those packs in there, and I smoked one two years ago, and it was phenomenal. So not every Vitola is like that, apparently, but uh, the Corona Gorders that I've smoked, the original ones that were just not even even close to what they were before, Uh, of course, they're gonna be different being that old, but um, you really wanna, you know, you really want, in my opinion, you really wanna smoke a lot. Most of those Vitolas, I would think, uh, that I've tried anyway uh, are really better fresh than uh, than aged. Um, Hmm, let me think just a second. No worries.
1: Dead air here. You know it happens from time to time, and Easy. there's and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. Sometimes you know when you're doing a podcast, you're doing a show. That's like the what's like on the list of like the don'ts or like the <laughs> don't ever do is dead air. But it's like sometimes it, it just it happens,
0: you know. But well, the problem is, I'm old, and so I don't remember things as well. How as old are you? Like, you keep dude. throwing that around, but you don't look that old. I'm like eighty-six.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: okay i've had a lot of work done
2: you look no, great uh, <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: yeah you do you, you know, look people great ask
0: me, you know people ask me how come you don't look as old as you are i'm, I'm 46 as i recall um, and and i think when i tell them well you know i can tell you how to look young but you're not going to like it and they say okay well will give it to me and i said okay here's what you do the only things you got to do is you got to lose all your hair first of all because you know gray hair balding you know that kind of thing that's what people you know associate with old so if you're bald most popular people are not gonna, you know, That's they're going not gonna notice that you're as old as you are. That's a good point. No gray hair except for the uh, obviously the ones that I have here. Um, and also you got to get really really fat because that really pushes out all of the uh, all of the wrinkles. And uh, I have very few wrinkles at all because of the of the weight. So I look, uh, look quite a bit younger, fatter but younger. You know, once your uh,
1: uh, once you're, your facial hair kind of goes a little bit more white, you could almost maybe pull off that Steve Saka look.
0: You know, that's a funny <laughs> story. I'll be amusing, perhaps. Uh, when I went to uh, Cuba, let's see, three, maybe four years ago, um, I covered the uh, Habanas Festival, had for five years, the yep. uh, last five years, except for last year, obviously. Last year? This year? This year. Last year. Whenever the year was they didn't have it. Uh, the, um, I was asked. Four times, at least, was I Steve Sokka. People come up to me and say, are you Steve Sokka? No, I'm not Steve Sokka. I, <laughs> I uh, you know, I, I'm not anywhere anything close to Steve Sokka. But apparently I look like him. Apparently all of us, wa- you know, bald guys look alike. So uh, people get us confused quite a bit.
1: Hey, it happens, you know. I, I could see it, you know, at least on video through the, the small box, the little, the graininess yeah. from the computer. I could see it if you look real quick. Is that Sokka? I could see it.
0: I think mm. he's got. Uh, I think he's got some weight on me. I think he's. Uh, you know, he's lost some weight and he looks great. Um, but I think. Uh, I think he's still who's, a little more than I am. Who's taller though? That's that's the. Is key. he? Is he? No. Who is taller? Are you taller than he oh, is? Why? I, I do. I have no clue. Hmm. Yeah. No clue. I, I want. I, I, I insist that I'm six foot. The wife tells me I'm five ten, but I insist that I'm six foot. So, uh, you know, probably somewhere in between. Yeah. Definitely close. Definitely close. Um, Oh, actually,
1: sorry, we do have a question. Um, I was, yes. From Mark Vansled Wright. Mark, thanks for being here with us. What was the catalyst for launching the consensus?
0: Ah, well, the consensus is uh, Charlie's baby. Um, I, I, I literally have nothing to do with the consensus other than uh, taking the photographs and fixing the photographs for the site. Um, in terms of the uh, cigars themselves uh but and i don't want to speak for him but uh he details it on the site i think every year as well um i think the idea was that he had seen um somebody do something like that before i believe it was brian uh, over at um one of the other sites i forget the name of their site now uh but um, he had done something like that, kind of a small version. And and Charlie loved the idea, I believe, and said, hey, I'm going to do something only better, uh, more, maybe not better, uh, more uh, intensive, perhaps. And um, and so he, he started the uh, the idea behind the consensus was was to bring in all of the um, different medias and reviews to 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 form a, a consensus, if you will, uh, about the cigars that um were perhaps not the best but perhaps the most uh, the most popular to the reviewers specifically uh in the sites uh and the uh, magazines and all of that and so um that was his idea and it, it I believe it's grown quite a bit from from the original uh you know iteration that uh, that he that he thought up um it it takes a just a massive amount of time every year that he has to deal with um and it's uh, it's not something that um that that is a that is a small project at all uh but um we, we have to track down every year we have to track down you know some random cigar that we that we didn't review so we have to find it for sale somewhere and there have been times through the years that i've had to you know because it, it, he's, he's doing the scores uh up until the last minute and so uh you know i've had to go you know travel to some little cigar store here in dallas you know Two hours away to to find this cigar that we'd never we'd never reviewed so we didn't have it and to, to be able to get a photograph of it uh, so that's always fun
1: yeah that's interesting the um <clears throat> we talked a little bit more about the future and kind of the evolution and meteor where all that kind of lump it all together uh, you touched on it a little bit before, and I know Charlie probably could speak on it a little bit different um, maybe maybe a little more as you kind of alluded to earlier when it comes to like the overall vision and And stuff like that. But in your opinion, you know, as especially with last year and the way that the industry kind of adapted a little bit more, you know, you, I think you said it perfectly earlier when you said, you know, the cigar industry was very old school. Um, I think that's a, that's a easy, but great and accurate statement to make the industry as a whole. Um, But especially when it comes to media and not just like the way that people like us are you guys at Half Wheel do stuff, but even like just the manufacturers and the retailers, the way they conduct their business, is very old school as a whole. Last year kind That's of right. s- last year kind of forced everyone to think outside the box and get a little bit more updated, be a little bit more in tune with technology and and using online, you know, media and social media and ways to connect with each other to kind of you know get business done. Um, I think it's, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's one of those things that I think it it left an impression on the industry, and it's not going to go away now that, you know, people have gone through it and learned and adapted with it. Um, But taking that into consideration with the – I
2: think that was ours. There we go.
1: Sorry. Um, Taking into consideration, you know, the way it was before, and now kind of the way everything's been shaken up, what do you see for half-wheel? Going into the future, how have you guys, you know, adapted, made some changes to kind of the last 24 months in the industry and and, and how that that set you guys up for the future?
0: Well, the thing is, you know, what we're doing right now seems to be working very, very well. And we want to always be looking forward. We don't ever want to just, you know, okay, this is the end and we're done and and we're not going to change anything, obviously. Um, but you know, we've always put an emphasis on, you know, news and reviews and getting them up as many times and as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that is basically why people come, you know, one of, one of the main reasons why people come to the site is because they know that if something is happening, I mean, Charlie and Patrick, they're the best, you know, I've ever seen at at their jobs. Um, and I I can say that, I mean, I was a journalist before I was a photojournalist, mind you, but I was, I was, you know, I worked for newspapers and I shot for. Uh, some of the bigger newspapers here in Dallas uh, for years, and this was many, many years ago, mind you. But um, you know, the tenacity that both Charlie and Patrick have is—it's is, a sight to behold. And you know, when people say, you know, how is it that you're so successful, and how is it that you that you that you do what you do, and and that people, you know, go to the site and everything—the only reason, not the only reason, but a main reason—is because whenever you hear about something happening in the cigar industry you know it's going to be on half wheel and it's going to be a half wheel very very quickly and we made a decision excuse me we made a decision uh, early on and it wasn't my decision um i believe that was charlie and 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 um, patrick to uh to make this a a an industry blog where you know the people in the industry read it as well as obviously people who are not in the industry but you know we wanted it to make it so that it was you know, something that people in the industry could read and hear about all of the things um, that are happening in the industry itself. And so it helps because now the people at the stores are recommending it to their, to their, uh, to their people coming in and, and, you know, all of these things that, that, that snowball from there. Um, in terms of what we've done, you know, we're putting more emphasis on videos. Um, we're certainly not uh, doing, you know, YouTube and trying to monetize that but in terms of video reviews for things like cutters and accessories and things of that nature, um, we're doing a lot more work with that kind of thing, uh, than we did previously where we basically just do a you know, two minute video and, Oh yeah, this is good. And this is good. And this is good. It's, it's more of a production now where we have, you know, multiple angles and, 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 you know, lighting and, and things of this nature. And, and so, uh, for us specifically in terms of, um, the video aspect that's something that we really you know wanted to take to the next level same thing with the uh, PCA show you know we are the only blog the only website um, that 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 covers the PCA show the way that we do Um, we're covering it live we have a you know post going up every hour pretty much for the entire show and then for a week afterwards we cover just about every single booth that is on that floor if it has a, you know, a cigar manufacturer, cigar, you know, company, we miss some. We miss some sometimes. Uh, we don't mean to, but you know, it, it happens. But for the most part, you're going to see it, it. You know, you're going to have a, a, post on just about everybody, uh, that goes to that show. And there's a reason for that. We we specifically meant it to be that way. But a couple of years ago, we added uh, video to, um, you know, video interviews to the to the uh, actual uh, posts. And it was something that, you know, it, it really, it's a pain in the butt to do, i got to be honest with you. you got to carry around all the equipment. you got to carry around, you know, the, the 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 microphone and all that other good stuff. And uh, But it certainly has made it more approachable for the, the the end user to actually read and see. You know, they can see the video. They can see the person talking about it and that kind of thing. And, and, and it's a good thing to have. Um, we've just upgraded our uh, studio for the uh, photography, for the uh, stand-up shots, and for the, uh, the, the box shots, things of that nature. Mm-hmm we spent put a lot of money into building uh, basically a, a a massive studio where we have these, you know, all of these options that we didn't have before. Um, and again, it's something that we we really want to make it a professional, more professional product. It was already professional, but there's always things you can do better. And so for us, that was a, that was the main thing that we really wanted to concentrate on. We have another question that just came in. Sorry, I was reading that. It's quite all right. Uh, I, on, I honestly can't see you anyway. For some reason, my oh. screen has gone blank. So oh really?
2: Let's. Don't
0: make don't make uh, don't make uh, faces at me or anything. I won't see it. <laughs> uh,
1: well, it's funny. So since you didn't see, uh, as you were talking about uh, carrying around the uh, equipment and whatnot um, mm-hmm. to do video, I, I pointed at Nicole. And then she pointed at herself because she she is my camera person when we go to the show. I'm the show. mule. So she yes. So she totally <laughs> understands what point you're you're making right there. Um,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> setting up camera, setting up microphones, and, we, and all of that.
0: Right, <laughs> right. And we used to we used to do uh, in pairs as well. We've got four people covering the show, uh, in terms of the show floor, and then we have uh, a photo editor who edits all the photographs that come in uh, off site, and then we've started bringing somebody. Uh, to basically run the entire thing get the post up and thing of that nature so that charlie or anybody else doesn't have to deal with it um and so for us having four people we used to go uh we used to go in pairs to different places and decided that was a waste of time because you don't really need to have two people there and so we started you know splitting it up and that was really the only way that we could do it so that we could actually cover as many as we do i'm sorry i'm probably uh rambling my apologies no, no, you no were saying about a question. No, 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 <laughs> no that's 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 quite alright. Um, no, we
1: I, I totally so last year, well this year at the PCA it was really our first go through with it, right? So right. Um, I have to say, you know, you guys do make it look easy. Uh, cuz just the two of us trying to get through the show. I mean, we only made it to like a third of the booths. Um, and we and we were we were cranking and busy all four days. Um, so the fact that you guys, you know, you do do what you do uh, it, it, it's not easy. I'll, I'll I'll speak for you guys too. It, it's not easy. They make it look easy, but it, it's not. And and Nicole certainly knows it's not easy
0: either. <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not. It's not easy at all. And and it's it's exhausting. You know, we're spending probably twelve hours a day, if not more. You know, putting up posts and and because we're doing it live, so we're 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 having to cover everything basically live uh, until the end of the show, and then we basically you know put the stuff that we didn't get up uh, before until the, until we're done with all of the booths. Um, so we're basically taking three booths, going out, shooting three booths um, and coming back, putting up one um, right then and uh, then going out and shooting more and coming back and putting up more and, and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but w- the reason that it looks easy, perhaps, is it, one of the reasons is because, A, we've done it for so long. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember how many I've been to at this point. It's, I've lost count. Um, but uh, it's, it's really more about, you know, um all of the planning that goes ahead of time all of the all of the planning and all of the um effort that goes into the to the to it ahead of time that's one of the things that charlie uh really brings to the table is that i'm really more as i said of a, of a let it go kind of guy and so for me i would just show up and you know shoot some pictures and video and you know i'd get some stuff up and that would be the end of it but for him he's very very um specific about what he's looking for and what he wants and he knows what has to be done in order to get that and so he's you know he's planning a lot of the stuff him and patrick too uh you know planning a lot of the stuff ahead of time um where uh we know exactly what's going to happen and who's covering what and and where we're going and i mean maps you know we have maps of all the 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 booths we're covering and it's it's very um it's it there's very little left chance really and so that's really the only way that you can do that and and be successful at it as far as uh, as far as i'm concerned at this point absolutely um
1: Nicole, you had the... Yeah, uh,
2: let's hop in because we are getting to the end of this podcast. Um, but I did want to hit um, this question from Kurt Williams, who asks, any tips for refining your taste or being able to pick up on more flavors in cigars?
0: Mm, interesting question. Uh, yeah, I do have some tips, actually, amazingly enough. <laughs> um, number one is retrohaling, if you're not doing that. And, and, and you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. Um, and it's not necessary. I mean, you know, for enjoyment of cigars, obviously, and and uh, it's not necessary to to review cigars either. Um, but for us, at least, and for me, you know, personally, retrohaling is a major part of what of what we of what I do. Uh, basically, you're blowing smoke through your nose uh, when you're when you're tasting flavors. A lot of those flavors come from uh, from the retrohale because you've got a lot more, um, you know, uh, ways to um wow just blanked sorry uh the, the you know things in your nose i forget what they're called i apologize but anyway they pick up a lot more flavors in your mouth your mouth can only take so many flavors and so if you're retrohaling you're you're picking up a lot more flavors uh in the cigar than just uh the basic flavors that your mouth tastes you know earth and leather and whatever it is that just a very basic palate um so the retrohales it to me is 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 absolutely imperative to taste the flavors that are in a cigar um but Along with that comes the idea that y- you're not going to taste flavors in a cigar. And and I want to be clear, there, there's no, you know, the cigars we're, we're reviewing, for the most part, we, every once in a while, we'll review a, a flavored cigar, but for the most part, they're all unflavored and they're all just tobacco, right? They don't have any uh, flavoring in them in terms of artificial flavoring. Um, but the flavors that we're tasting in cigars um, are coming from, in my opinion, and again, that's sure that people have different opinions, but... For me anyway uh, the flavors that are coming from cigars are coming from a place where your mind is trying to place specific flavors that are coming in and so the only way that you can uh, place those flavors is to actually have tasted these things before and so my advice would be to taste as many different things as you possibly can different types of food different um you know ways of cooking Uh, things of that nature. And I'll give you an example real quick. Um, uh, Years ago, um, somebody, I had done a review of a, um, uh, I want to say an Opus product, Puente product. Um, And I just thought it was phenomenal. Um, It was a long time ago. So I forget which one, but it was one of the anniversary ones that they do. And uh, as I'm smoking this, um, I'm a military brat. So I moved around a lot when I was a kid and I moved overseas and I lived um in three different places overseas uh and moved like 12 times before i was 18 just all over the place mm-hmm. and so as i'm smoking this cigar i get a very specific flavor of uh honeysuckle and it was it was there and it was very very strong and it lasted about five puffs maybe as i recall maybe 10 and then it disappeared now honeysuckle i don't know if you know what that is or if you tasted it before but honeysuckle is basically a plant and you basically take the inside of the, the flower and you, um, you put it in your mouth and you, uh, uh, you suck on it and it tastes kind of like honey. It's more of, a, it's more of a, it's not honey, it's, it's just kind of that flavor, right? Uh, kind of a grassy, because of the stem of the flower, it's grassy, sweet, honeyish kind of flavor. When I was in Panama, we lived in Panama for three years, when I was in Panama there was a um, field uh, I was about 10, probably, give or take. And there was a field outside of our house that was just full of honeysuckle. We'd just go down there, and we'd just, we'd just go down there and get ourselves sick eating it, um, just putting it in and, and taking it out, and that kind of thing. And I hadn't thought about that field in decades before then. I, it had been – I just – you know, you forget certain things. You don't think about them. And that flavor brought back that memory very distinctly that that's what we used to do, and that's what – that's where, you know, where I tasted that flavor specifically and I explained to him, listen, your mind is trying to place these flavors specifically, and so it's going to pick the closest thing that you have experienced to those flavors. If you haven't tasted honeysuckle, then your mind is going to, because the, the guy on the comment said, you know, there's no way you tasted honeysuckle in a cigar because there's no honeysuckle in the cigar, and that's true, 100%. But... I asked him, have you ever tasted honeysuckle at all? Have you ever done this? He know, no, no, I live in New York and we don't have anything like that. And i say, well, the reason you haven't tasted it perhaps is because in the cigar is because you haven't tasted it at all. And so for you, your mind just perhaps, you know, classifies it as sweetness or grass or whatever it is. And if you had tasted it, perhaps it would come across more like that, perhaps not. Um, I don't eat fish. I, I I very, very rarely have I eaten fish or anything that actually comes from the sea, um, like once in my life. And I think Charlie tricked me into it. <laughs> um, but I, you know he sometimes tastes fish or some sort of seafood in some of his cigars. I never have. And it's not because that isn't there, and I, I don't know what Charlie's tasting, obviously. But to me, it's more about the idea that I've never tasted really any fish or anything from the sea. And so for me, my mind would basically just classify it as something else, perhaps something more generic than that. And so for me, I think the important part, getting back to after rambling on, uh, the important part is to taste as many things as you can, as many different flavors, as many different, uh, you know, from, from different regions and from different countries, because eventually you're going to run across something where, Holy crap, that's saffron. And I would never in my life have thought that you'd have saffron in a cigar, assuming you're retrohaling. Um, but here it is it's it's there and it's gone and so my job as a reviewer that's what i'm doing and basically writing down what my mind is giving me hey that you know that's a flavor of saffron or whatever it is honey whatever it is um in and writing that down and a lot of times it's they're tied to specific memories at least for me um sometimes they're not but for the most part they are and so that's basically what I'm writing down when I'm doing reviews. And 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 that's how you get to come up with all of these flavors that are in cigars. I'm basically just writing down what I'm tasting. It essentially is what, it's, is what it is, as simple as it may sound. And um, but if you don't taste anything, if you're if you're eating nothing but bread and water or whatever it is, then you're probably not going to taste anything except bread and water because your mind can't classify whatever flavor is coming in. And so the more that you eat, the more that you drink, the more the tastes, you know, I mean, you know, you don't. You're not tasting leather. <laughs> I, I, leather tack, for example, is something that I taste a, a lot in cigars, and people are like, you know, I've had it before. People, you know, what's the difference between leather and leather tack? There's no difference. It's stupid. And and perhaps to some people it is, but there's a very distinct difference between leather, which is something like you smell on a, um, you know, in a car for a seat or on a on a you know a couch or something of that nature. You know what leather smells like. Uh, and leather tack, which is essentially, to me, I grew up, when I when we went back, because we were overseas all the time, I, when I was young, we went back to my family's farm in North Carolina. And they had um, horses and, and cows and that kind of thing, in a very small town in North Carolina. And uh, so I would spend summers on the farm, and leather tack is a very specific note. It's, it's basically sweat and leather is basically <laughs> what it is. Hmm. And it's very different from leather. And so i can classify that that's what i'm tasting is leather you know leather tack whereas people who've never been to a farm you know barnyard or or manure you know why does that smell like manure well the manure is a very specific odor (laughs) it's not it's not you know it's not crap you know that that's that's nothing to do with it it's a very specific combination of, of odors uh when you think about it and when you when you actually smell it, you know exactly what you're smelling and um so if you, if, you, if you don't smell those things, if you, if you don't have the experience smelling or tasting those things, then your mind has nowhere to put it. And so uh, my advice is to go out and taste as many things as you can, smell as many things as you can. Uh, and I think that it will, uh, it will allow you to actually experience more flavors in the cigars that you're smoking.
1: You almost like build up your mental catalog of
0: Correct. sensory – yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I think that uh, a lot of the people who have, you know, said, oh, you're not tasting that. There's no way you can taste that. A lot of times when you ask them, because um, I'm always curious, you know, mm-hmm. you know, have you ever smelled leather tack? Have you ever smelled a saddle after after it's been ridden for 12 hours? And uh, they're like, no, no, no. I live in a city I've never smelled. Well, y- your mind, you, you can't smell that then because you've never, you know, you can't taste that because you've never smelled Right. And that's that's the bottom line it's, as far as I'm concerned. And other people may have different ideas, and maybe, and that's fine as well. But for me, I think that your mind is a, is an interesting thing, and I think that a lot of times that's exactly what it's doing is it's trying to classify these flavors that are coming mm. in.
1: Absolutely, and I think that was a really...
2: Eloquent way to put it. <laughs> well, yeah, not only that, <laughs> but long,
0: I just... I would say. Yes,
2: no.
1: Well, no, I just... I, 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 <clears throat> I think it's great advice, and I think that it was definitely explained very well you know i i I totally understand what you mean and i would say i can kind of agree with what you're saying i i can see you know how you know a lot of it has to do with the connection to something else like you were saying like you have that those the memories of those certain things that you know what they smell and they taste like other people might not have that so obviously that's going to come to your forefront versus someone who doesn't they're not going to pick up on it it makes sense you know when you think about it um, and I think that's great advice to try to just see and taste everything that you can. I remember talking to David Garofalo about it one time and him, and he was telling me like, yeah, he's like, I, I, I found out recently that I'm a super taster. Like I can taste, I can taste more things than the average person. Um, I forget he, he was reading a book on it or something like that I can't remember, but he was like, "Yeah, I I realized that I'm like a super taster." I, I believe I
2: pick... he did a seminar with the person. Yeah, who, it was. Who wrote the book as yeah, well? Yeah, it, it, it was something there's a like test, right? There's
0: a test you can take.
1: Like yeah, that. I think there is, and I think if he that did record. that. And he was like, "I apparently I can taste more than the average person," or something like that. Um, there
2: is, but I also can't remember the name of the kit. And I wish I could. I know. But it's a kit that has a lot of common notes that you'll find in cigars. And they give it to you in a jar <laughs> as well. And you can kind of sniff through and, and learn to build your palate, I guess, that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so you know what you're looking for. Um, similar to what you said, and I wish I could remember, but there was a gentleman who wrote a book. They had them on the Cigar Authority. Um, I believe they were selling his book in the shop for a while as well, but he had come down and yes. done a seminar as well with, with that team. Um, yes. But it is very interesting. I studied psychology myself, and I now I'm thinking, well, let's dive deeper. What if it was a negative memory attached to that?
0: That's true, too. <laughs> that I, smell don't what, neg- would, I don't have any negative memories. Come on. Well, no, but like, <laughs> do
2: you then dislike that cigar if that's what you're... <laughs> If Those notes are coming.
0: That's a a really good question. Um, I don't know, honestly. I've never had a situation that I remember um, specifically saying, "Holy, oh man, I, I, I hate you know that memory, and therefore I hate the cigar." Um, So I can't, uh, I can't speak to that. Um, But it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting question. I'll keep it in mind when I'm, uh, when I'm smoking.
2: It's just another layer, right? I'm like, then at the same time, I'm like, shut up and enjoy the cigar. it's well and that's
0: and that's that's the problem with reviewers is especially if you're actually uh doing it for a living right is is that uh, or 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 you have a blog or whatever it is that you're doing um is that you can't really in in my mind it's a very different situation reviewing and enjoying a cigar um at this point i don't believe there's any time that i can sit down and enjoy a cigar um the same way that i did before Mm. um it's not possible for me to let go and not think to myself hey that's a good flavor i should you know remember that or whatever it is um and it's it's sad in a way um but you know that is part of the um you know part of the aspect of 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 what we do so um it's just a it's just a matter of of not being able to enjoy it the same way as i did when i was just a consumer
1: yeah i mean that's for me that's another part of it too Is just I always had this fear too that if I'd gone into reviewing like all the time and and trying to review as many cigars as I could it would, it would just it would take away from that whole experience. It will. It'll take away from the experience and it'll it'll wear me down and, and I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm that worn down from it. Um I need I need I still needed some motivation to do what, what I what I do do. So uh, but no hats off to you guys really um for for all the stuff that you've done and, and the reviews and, and and all the stuff you guys go through um you know as, since getting into this industry myself you know i have to say um i have a new sense of appreciation for you know like the stuff that you guys do with all your reviews and all that because it's not easy you know i've 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 talked to people who do it i i've i've tried it myself i, I see what goes into it and all that so really just hats off to you guys it, it's um it's a lot of work, and um, you know, it's it's something that obviously I don't do. But maybe in the future, I I always say that maybe in the future things will change and and I'll and I'll get more into that. But uh, seriously, you guys do a great job. As well, we, thank you. you're you very well. I
0: want I want to point out also that you guys uh, are doing a, a, a great job as well. And I hate to have a a huge circle jerk here, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah you, can, yeah, you can, you can, you uh, can So um but I mean it's difficult, especially now. You know, it was difficult when we started, um, perhaps in different ways. Um, but it's difficult I can imagine with all of the different sites out there doing a lot of the same things, it's different to it's difficult to I imagine, you know, um have an individual voice and being able to to be known for an individual voice. And I think you guys are doing great at that specifically. And um you know when we first met um you know I noticed that you guys were very um, y- y- you're very invested in what you were doing and it's something that you can't fake um it's not something that you can you know pretend like you're you know you care or, or something of that nature and at least not to me and uh you guys obviously are very you know very invested in what you're doing, and I think it shows in what you're in and in, in the product that you're putting out and so um there are certainly you know websites and blogs out there that that don't have that and it shows in in their final product and i think that's something that you guys um certainly have in spades so there's that
1: well thank you very much yes, brooks that was you. very
0: very nice of you to say um as it's nice too, and, you know that's all we that goes a long ways too what'd you say you guys are nice too. So that goes oh, a long way
1: too. <laughs> well, thank you. You got you guys are were, we're as well. We, we were really excited to, to meet you guys all, you know, at, at PCA and, and run into everyone. It was it was really it was quite awesome. Really, you guys were you guys were really awesome to uh, to talk to and, and get to know. And uh, you know, we're happy to have you on the show. Thank you again for being here with us tonight. Um, yeah, of course. Happy we, to help out if we can. As we do wind down the show, Nicole, you have um, our giveaway that you wanted to bring up.
2: Yeah, I was just going to remind our audience that we have a giveaway um, that is starting next Thursday, the 9th. So, for the remaining Thursdays in December, we will be giving away um, cigars every week. Um, So, next week, we are actually giving away um, a bundle of the Camacho Factory Unleashed. We have some other great prizes. Um, To win this, you have to sign up for our mailing list on our website and then um, just either reshare our original post or tag a couple friends um and that gets you into that we will be pulling the winners on the show um live every week and um coming up we actually have bradley rubin next week as a guest from alec bradley yes um, from alec bradley on the 16th we have um glenn loop and joshua Haberski. From PCA. From PCA. Um, yep. We have Oliver Nouveau from United after that. And then we will finish up the month with Abe Debabna on That's the 30th. And
1: we're going to talk a little bit about yeah. the Great Smoke. Um, Oliver will be on for our Christmas special episodes. So yep. Don't, don't miss that. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to go check out our social media. Go to the website. Sign up for the newsletter. You just might have a chance to take away one of these awesome. We items.
2: have so many cigars. What we else do we have? Macho Factor
1: Unleashed. We, we have the. LFD Especial or a, a Scoro Naturals and the McAuliffe, uh Bold Maduros. I believe those are toros. Yep. Um, and then, as well as the last week, will be a bundle. I like. I want to say it's. 40, it's over forty. I think it's over forty. At this point. I've um, just different cigars from our personal collections that we we put together in there. So, um, don't miss that. It'll be um, definitely awesome to win one of those. So make sure yes. you guys stay on top of that. Um, but Brooks. Thank you for being here with us today, of uh, tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. You know, a great conversation. I learned some new things as as I I, as I try to do. You know, and that's kind of the point of the show. It, it's not it's not just for um just for the viewers to learn new things. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I learn new things too. Um, <laughs> so that's always awesome. So uh, again, thank you for sharing your knowledge with us and your presence. We really appreciate it.
0: Um, no worries. We all we all have different aspects to our personalities. We all have different uh, ways of looking at things. And we certainly can learn from uh, from just about anybody, in my opinion. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, of pulling it out, pulling out the information.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we can always learn from each other. That's that's the best thing. Um, as Nicole said, um, Bradley Rubin will be with us next week. Um, no spare notes this week. I believe it will be next week. So you can catch Coop and I on the Spare Notes series uh, I think that's next week. Yeah, because we did one last week. So next week you can see the Spare Notes series again. Uh, Coop's already got a long list of things he wants to talk about. Um, I, that's all I can tell you right now. I, my, my inbox is already full. He's got a lot of gears to grind. So um, just keep an eye out for that. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brooke, stay with us uh, until we're off the air. But, guys, thank you for watching. Like, subscribe on all of our channels, wherever podcasts can be found. And we'll see you next week. Take care.
2: Bye.